Hello, my name is Josh. I'm Jamie. And welcome to A Conversation with Two Geeks, a podcast where we're talking about movies, comics, and everything in between. Today we're going to be talking about everything from the official trailer for Loki Season 2 to thoughts on Secret Invasions, Episodes 5 and 6, and much more. Also, feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and TikTok at Convo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And also, if you want to send us an email with anything from this episode or one of our previous episodes, our email is at conversationwithtwogeeks at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to check out our Patreon, Conversation with Two Geeks, as well. We post some awesome stuff over there. You can also find our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Google Podcasts, or podcasts to listen to. So, hi, everyone. It's been a while. Yeah, we took uh, some time off. Uh, sorry if we didn't give enough notice or anything like that. We just, the last two weeks have been kind of crazy. So. Yeah, I, I was away in Iowa at a wedding, which mm-hmm. just was very emotional and stuff. So that was that was awesome. Also, you went to a certain concert. Yeah, so I went to the Eras Tour concert in Santa Clara. I went to night one, which was so much fun. Um, mm. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I can't even describe <laughs> describe it to you guys. Because the thing that nobody talks about about this concert is the post-concert crash that happens after. Because <laughs> literally all I've been doing is just re-watching all the videos I have of it and going on TikTok and watching TikToks of it. Because it was so much fun. Um, but no, it was it was awesome. Um, Taylor did... This girl's freaking crazy. She did just announce this morning... That she's doing a second leg of the U.S. tour. So she's finishing up. So after she's done with the L.A. show, she's going um, international for a while. So she's going to be in um, Mexico Latin- City. Mexico yeah, City, I heard. Yeah, she's starting in Mexico City. She's going to hit all those areas in Latin America and Central America and all that stuff. And I think she's hitting down in, um, in South America. I think she's hitting um, a few cities down there like Brazil and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then she's gonna hit Europe, so she's gonna be in Europe, mm-hmm. hitting Tokyo, and she's hitting Australia, and she's hitting um, some other places over there. Then she's coming back, and she's doing three nights in Miami, mm-hmm. three nights in um, New Orleans, three nights in Indianapolis, and then she's doing six nights up in Toronto. So all of you Canadian Swifties who were upset that she hasn't had a Canadian, like, (laughs) set tour, she has some dates now. Um, So definitely go on her social media platform, social media, go on social media, try to find the links and all of that stuff to get all registered and all that for Verify Fan, because I think that's going to be the only way people are going to be able to get tickets um, and stuff like that. So, but if you can go and you're a Swiftie, definitely, definitely, I know it's hard. Definitely try to go. It was so much fun. I This was my first time seeing her in concert, and it was insane. She puts on a hell of a good show, and it was just a lot of fun. Her her openers were awesome. We had um, Gracie Abrams, and we had um, Hyam, and they mm, were awesome. Mm, mm. Hyam was awesome. I'm not going to freaking mm, lie. Yes, and they're hilarious. Yes. 
I they're I, so fun. As someone that um, let's just say in one of my other jobs, I um, this was last year actually. Um, mm -hmm. they were at my part time job. They were nice. so sick live, and like yeah. I. And the thing is, like, I known who they were because I liked one of their songs, but I didn't realize I actually like, really, really liked them. And now yeah. I'm like a new fan of theirs, and like, I just. Well, what they did—they're so funny. So, what they ended up doing, and so they played their opening songs for mm -hmm. her for opening, which were great. They're awesome. The funny thing that they did is they have a song with Taylor that they collaborated on, mm -hmm. and so they came out in these fu funny dresses that they wore in the Bejeweled music video with her. <laughs> what they normally don't do so they all of a sudden they just pop up and they're in these crazy dresses it was so fun <laughs> it was awesome i i yeah yeah no i now i'm just like mm, do i do i have no 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 i don't i don't have enough it's hard to get tickets i know it's it's it was i got extremely lucky because i got lucky because i got a second chance drop tickets um from Ticketmaster because i couldn't get them the first time so when they first tried selling tickets because it was a whole fiasco, which I'm yeah. sure you guys. I mean, I mean, y'all take y'all took him to court. We did. It was insane, and so um, uh, the the gumption y'all Swifties have. Why, why am I wait? Why am I talking something? Why am I? I'm not from the south. Why am I doing? Oh god. Mm. But anyway, this the tickets that I ended up getting. I didn't get to choose them. Ticketmaster chose them for me. They chose really good tickets, to be honest with you, me mm -hmm. with me, like really good seats. Pretty good seats. I mean, I wasn't on the floor or anything. I'm not, I don't have that much money. But, like, I didn't overpay for them, you know, mm -hmm. like, I know. And if you have to buy resale, try to get the best. If you're going to go resale, definitely try price looking and trying to get the best deal that you can. If you mm -hmm. really, really, really want to go, you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I got really good seats. I could see everything. It was so much fun. Her, her dance, this... This show is insane. Mm. It's three and a half hours long. Mm -hmm. It's a whirlwind of everything. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, if you can go, definitely try to go um, and see if you can make it work. Um, yeah, yeah. It just, but the good thing is, is there's plenty of clips and stuff off on TikTok. So nobody, you'll be able to see some stuff if you can't yeah, go. But Yeah, yeah no, definitely, definitely. But yeah, no, I don't know. It, it's, it's just been interesting because they're about to head over to LA right now. The, yeah, um, which, their which, first LA show is tonight. Yeah, which has been also a bit of a whole thing because of everyone striking and stuff. Which we'll get into some of that li later because we got some updates on that. But that's yeah. a that's a whole other thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that that was happening. Also, yeah, this has been a hot strike summer. Um, yeah, depending on where you depending on where you are, this has been a. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I know some. I know that there's been a big thing of. Uh, I think it's the L.A. mayor or some po L.A. No, politician the, has been pushing for her to postpone. And I get it. Kind of with you, where it's like, I like, get it, but I'm also just like, ooh. When uh, is she, one, when is she going to reschedule? Because this girl is booked out until, like, the end of next year. Next year, 2024. So, like. Two, um, there's the local economy issue, which, mm -hmm. considering that we didn't have much of a Comic-Con this year, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, they, like. I went in this when I was up in Santa Clara. It was insane. Like everything was getting a like a push because of her being in town and the radio stations were. It was crazy. She like it was a little takeover kind of thing. And it's true. I know that it's probably a headache for some of these cities because it's a lot. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. when she comes into town, it's a lot. But the the economic boost that she does bring when she comes into town is huge. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like it's too late for her to reschedule. And she yeah, doesn't it's... cancel unless she absolutely, she's not one of the artists that just can't, she only does it when she has to. Yeah. And that's also so, another thing. Like if you, who, yeah. Like I, or mm. postpones. Yeah, and like, she didn't even postpone her Nashville show, and it was pouring rain for like three or four hours. So like, it's I don't know, it's a tr- tricky situation. I know, so I know, like, mm-hmm. it is important, and the and the but the hotel workers they do deserve a lot more payment, and it sucks. And I, I hope that like, if you're going down to LA and you're going to be in the area. Just be nice to the to the service workers when you're down there. When you go to the, your food shops, to your wherever you go, like just be nice to them because they're gonna. It's gonna be a crazy week for them. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely, and just in general. And in general too, it's it's it's. I know it's kind of crazy thing, but just it's just especially when it's busy. Just be nice to people. They we do they do really appreciate it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, let, let's be nice to each other, shall we? Anyways, moving on from Swifty talk. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, we could have like we're basically like it's all Swifty talk. But I'm horrible. But like, this is the only way I can transition. But moving on to someone that one of people she dated. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, though. Uh, we got an uh, official trailer for Loki season two. The synopsis reads: Loki season two picks up in the aftermath of the shocking season finale. When Loki finds himself in a battle of, for the soul of the Time um, Variance Authority, along with Mobius, Hun- Hunter B-15, and a team of new and returning characters, Loki navigates an ever-expanding and incredibly dangerous multiverse in search of Sylvie, Judge Renslayer, Miss Minutes, and the truth of what it means to possess free will and glorious purpose. Directed by the duo Jess Benson and uh, Aaron Moorhead, alongside Dan uh, DeLiu and Karsa Fanari. He's going to returning showrunner uh, Michael Waldron, as well as season one scribe Eric Martin. The show stars Tom Hiddleston as the two character, Owen Wilson, uh, Sophia DiMartino, uh, Gugu Mbathro Wara, um, apologies for mispronouncing uh, Mooney Masaki, uh, Tara Strong, um, with um, Academy Award winner Ki Hui Kwan, Kate Dickey, and Rafael Casala, among others, joined. During the season, and the season is set to set to stream on Disney Plus October six. So, I'm mm, mm, I'm very curious about the season on multiple fronts. Um, well, first off, I, I'll I'll watch. I, I really did enjoy season one. I think it's actually one of the better Disney Plus shows. It is, yeah. Also, I I just love that the first first thing we see is Kiwi Kwan. That was smart because I know that we. Um... When he was announced, we covered that on the mm-hmm. podcast when he was announced to be casted. I, like, forgot. I honestly, like, forgot Loki season two was coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed season one a lot. I do agree that I think it's one of the better Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. And I think it's because it is more connected with everything else. I think that helps a little bit. Yeah. Um, and Tom Hiddleston is fantastic as Loki. He's so good. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Um, I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see Ki Kwan. Ki Kwan. It's Ki Kwan, I believe. So Ki Kwan. 
but yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm excited to see him as well. And also, um, although I will say, okay, this is something we re- really haven't covered, and I kind of want to just get kind of just rip the bandaid, especially given mm-hmm. the um, very large major major element in the room. Um, from what I mean, like, it's gonna be interesting how how much that particular person you guys know what i'm talking about yeah this season um from what i've been able to gather i think he's gonna just have a small supporting role but we'll see i know i feel i don't know i feel like it he i just see like we don't know exactly when this was filmed i'm assuming this was filmed before all that stuff dropped about him yeah yeah definitely so i feel like this is a situation where like they didn't have time to fix it. Um, yeah. I'll, also, or do some recasting if they wanted to. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. So. Also, um, and I just, and maybe some just ripping up the bandaid about this because I literally, before we record, I was looking some stuff up and apparently, like, the trial date, well, has been pushed back. Mm. So this might, I have a weird suspicion that this is probably going to be something that is going to probably be during the show shows run especially given that the shows coming out in october and stuff yeah, more than likely yeah so yeah 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 we'll have to see what happens um mm-hmm. i would not be surprised if i don't know it's just it's one of those unfortunate situations yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll just yeah. have to see what they decide to do they could end up fixing it by putting in something later in the show like they mm-hmm. could have filmed something a pickup shot or something for later. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Because yeah. we obviously don't know that much about the season. Uh, this is our first, the trailer is our first look at everything. And it just mm. seems like Loki's like going through different times. He's getting like sucked into different eras and mm-hmm. kind of situation. Yeah. So. Which I was, I, that was actually something that I was expecting more in season one. But I'm glad we're doing this now in season two. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I just... Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm re- I'm just I'm really liking it. Also, I have a feeling we might get jet skis this season because they're on a boat at one point and like hopefully that'd be fun. That that'd be really fun. But yeah, anyways, moving on to our next topic, uh, via DHR, according to the Writers Guild of America, this is actually from them official. Officially, the studios and streamers have requested to meet with them this upcoming Friday, which is going to be a day or so after this episode is recorded, in a statement to its members. And WGA negotiating committee said the ANTPP through Carol Lombar- Lombardi uh, reached out to the WGA today and requested a meeting this Friday to this, to uh, discuss the negotiation. Um, we'll be back. We'll be back in communication with you sometime after the meeting with further information. As we said before, be wary of rumors. Whenever there's new, where there is important news to share, you will hear hear it directly from us. Should both sides meet, this will be the first step in a long process in bringing both sides to a deal, as it has now been 14 weeks since the WGA has went on strike against the AMPTP. So, Looks like we're going to go back to the board and about damn time. Well, see, I hope it works out well. It's been, I don't know. I just, I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously optimistic. I just, but I don't know with the studios. The studios are pissing me off because they're being so stupid about this whole situation. Yeah, no, same same here. Like, I just, like, and keep in mind, we were out when all this was happening, but like, stuff being delayed the next year. We lost mm-hmm. challengers. 
I was excited. I, I was excited for that movie. Just and and we might and oh, I, I swear to God, if and and look, we're all. I, I think I just need to see plainly clear. We are all in support of the writers and of both um, mm-hmm. both SAG Afra and WGA. Like we are mm-hmm. supportive. We are. I mean, I've been on the picket line for crying out loud, but like mm-hmm. we we are supportive one thousand percent. Whatever they gotta do, they gotta do. But like, I mm, I just I can't do I I can't do Doom Two being pushed back. I uh, I, I I I just hope that they've realized that the writers aren't going like they're not stopping. Mm-hmm. Like, they're keeping going. I'm hoping that that has clicked in um that has like clicked in their heads but i honestly do not know mm-hmm. um we'll just have to see what ends up happening it's just i don't know they're not asking for very much mm-hmm. at all but and it's really not hard to like pay your people fairly it's really not it but really isn't it's just it's it just sucks but i'm cautiously optimistic i'm hopeful that the meeting goes well and um a compromise is able to be had mm-hmm. and that it works out better mm-hmm. um and that we can get back to making our shows and everything and, mm-hmm. and hopefully um that's my thing i just i'm cautiously optimistic but who knows yeah no, we'll same, see. same here same here but yeah no like i it yeah no i at the end of the day like i we all yeah yeah i'm same here same here but well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, again, I think a lot of us are just cautiously optimistic, but we'll we'll see how this thing goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to our next topic, um, we got according to Variety, Donald Glover and his brother Stephen have come have come on to develop the um to develop the Lando Carusian series Lando from Lucasfilm and Disney Plus, with the two set to write the series replacing Justin Simeon, creator of Dear White People, and the director of the recently released Haunted Mansion. Mansion with Donald set to reprise his role. Um, his, his role, yeah, with Donald reprising his role, which was uh, reprising his little last scene in Star Wars. Star Wars yeah, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> with Donald set to reprise his role. However, upon this story breaking uh, via the site, the playlist, the writer director found out at the same time as everyone else via an Instagram story saying, "This is me finding out." However, later Simeon posted a statement saying, Donald's a national treasure. Glad Ian Steven get to carry the character forward in their own way. Can't wait to see it. Ready for everyone black. So yeah, that was kind of shitty learn. That's a little bit shitty kind of learning that like um and apparently like from what I've been able to gather stuff, especially regarding that, it seems like they it seems like okay, it seems like I guess at Lucasfilm they were like, okay, let's just get this project going and stuff and given that like he was in post on haunted mansion and stuff he was probably Simeon was probably mia but also like it is kind of shitty learning that like you're kind of like been like cut off from a project especially Mm -hmm. via an an instagram post so yeah i respect for taking the high road but it does feel shitty and stuff Mm -hmm. that being said i am excited to see what donald and steven do um Mm -hmm. Um, they both have experience like writing on Atlanta and stuff, mm-hmm. which is a show I really I I'm I need to fucking get into that show because like I only seen like an episode or two, and like it's really good. But like I need to freaking watch it. I I just yeah, but yeah no um but yeah no I'm I'm happy project going forward. A little bit sad for Simeon, but you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, moving on to a bit of a mm, bit of a sad one. Um, a sad topic. Uh, via Variety, Angus Cloud, the actor best known for playing the character Fesco Fez O'Neill on HBO's Euphoria, passed away on Monday at the age of 25 in Oakland, California, with the cause of death currently being unknown. Born on July 10, 1988, Cloud attended Oakland School of the Arts alongside his Euphoria co-stars and did, with him receiving the role of Fez while working at a Brooklyn restaurant. A fan favorite and a main character on the show, Cloud rose to prominence playing Fez, with him then being recently cast opposite Buzz Barrera in a new horror film at Universal Pictures from Scream 6 directors. Uh, Matt Bettelani Oakland and Tyler Gillette. It is soon published by Cloud's family. It reads is with the heaviest part that we have to say goodbye that we had to say goodbye to an incredible human today. As an artist, a friend, a brother, and a son, Angus was special to all of us in so many ways. Last week he buried his father and intensely struggled with his lo- with this loss. The only comfort we have is knowing that Angus is now reunited with his dad, who was his best friend. Angus was open about his battle with mental health and we hope that his passing can be a reminder of to others that they are not alone and should not fight this on their own in silence. Uh, we hope the world remembers him for his humor, laugh, and love for everyone. We ask for privacy at, at this time as we're still processing this devastating loss. May he rest in peace. This was kind of so. As someone that watched two seasons of Euphoria, I will say this is probably one of the better characters on the show. So, and knowing, first off, really massively young talent, and mm-hmm. it freaking sucks. It's very sad. And you always, and at least from different like interviews and stuff, and also knowing, also as someone that actually knows background people who worked in like background and stuff on the show. He seemed like a really cool, really cool guy. Like someone you like want to chill with. And this is this is this is rough. This is a little, this is a little sad and stuff. And I yeah, just yeah. It's very sad. I haven't watched Euphoria, but he I I think he's the character that I know a lot of people really really love. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's very it's just a, such a shame because he seems like such a talent, mm-hmm. and it's just a whole very sad situation. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also, yeah, and like he was gonna be in another movie from Radio Silence, which actually kind of leads into our, weirdly enough, leads into our next topic. Um, so, uh, first reported on by Blake discussing and incorporated by the trades, uh, the filmmaking team known as Radio Silence, which consists of Matt Benjamin, the Upland, and Tyler Gillette, um, who directed the uh, previous two screen movies, um, won't be back to direct Scream 7, the next installment of the Scream franchise, with Happy Death Day. And freaky director Christopher Landon set to replace the directors. As for why, according to the sources that play disgusting, Radio Silence was very interesting directed, directing uh, Scream 7, but unfortunately scheduling issues with their upcoming Universal Studios monster movie prevented this. So again, I'm not saying it's connected and stuff, because apparently like he shot all of this stuff beforehand, but mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. But as for uh, Radio Silence not directing Scream 7 stuff, this is this is interesting. Um, okay, quick question. I know you don't do horror, but do you, have you at least seen Freaky slash the Happy Death Day movies? Which one are those? Is that the one with, um... Vince Vaughn? No, I, I saw the trailer for it. I have not seen that movie yet. Okay. I haven't I think that and Happy Death Day, which is like the Groundhog Day one. Okay, okay. I think that those actually might be up to your speed. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what? Uh, you, I'll have to see trailers again to refresh my memory. I like. I remember the Vince Vaughn one because that's the body swapping one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I vaguely remember Happy Death Day trailers, but I had to rewatch trailers to see. Looks like I'm, 
I, I, I'm tempted to kind of put it on the list, but we also have like a ton of, but also like, uh, uh. we'll see, we'll see. We'll talk we'll, about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> Alright, anyway, moving on to our second to last topic, actually. An exclusive, from, uh, an exclusive interview with Humbook.com, Wonder Woman herself, aka uh, Gail Gadot, revealed that Wonder Woman 3 will still, will still be happening with her saying, I love portraying Wonder Woman. It's so close to and dear to my heart. From what I've heard from James and from Peter, is that we're going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 together. And apparently, and take this with a grain of salt, because this is coming from a Twitter skipper, uh, can we get some toast? Before the strike, Wonder Woman 3 was supposed to shoot this summer with a script by Patty Jenkins that I really like. Uh, Jenkins was obviously returning to direct, but James had scrapped her script entirely because um, he thought her take didn't fit to where he wanted to take Wonder Woman into DCU. This led to Jenkins no longer being involved with the project in any capacity. James Gunn, Peter Safran, and, Ga- and Gail Goodall will develop a new version of Wonder Woman 3 from scratch. Post strikes, obviously. Um, at the end of the day, it won't be really Wonder Woman 3, but a reboot starting the same actress. Some things we saw in our previous movies will say the same. Some things will change. So this is very interesting. And at least at the time of this recording, and I know like when it comes to like Twitter scoops and stuff, like James Gunn has been like very quick to like confirm or deny. He has yet to confirm or deny this. So I'm conflicted with this. Like. I really love the first one, the first Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I think Patty and Gal Gadot do a good job together. Mm-hmm. So I, it feels weird that about that whole situation. I don't really like that. I know that I'm, I know the second one was a mixed bag. I, I, and Wait, I know we, don't that. we don't know. She's just, well, okay. I know. It, it was, I don't think it was that bad, but it was not good. It was not good. I, 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 I really, I, you really did not like it, huh? I, I, when I look back at it, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, it was a mess. It it was a mess. It was, it was genuinely a mess. And like, I'm just like, oh my God. Like there were, just yeah. I, and and why didn't they just recast? They're already getting a new Batman. They're already getting a new Superman. Like, look. I love Gal as Wonder Woman. She's great. I'm not like I know some people. I, I'm just saying I I get her as Diana. I get it, I do, and I loved her in the first one, and she mm-hmm. sold that to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she did as good in the second one as she did in the first one, but and I know some people are mixed on her acting abilities, and I get it. It's whatever. I'm. I just think if you're starting fresh, just start fresh. Don't bring somebody back. That's what's confusing me. I. I, I, so this is why, like when, like when the slate was announced and Paradise Lost was gonna be like the um, the Amazon the Amazon um, prequel series, mm-hmm. prequel series and stuff. I imagine that that was probably a placeholder until they could figure out what to do with Gale. Because I imagine more than the, likely, yeah. Yeah. So like, it was always up in the air. So I'm not surprised she's coming back. It's just like it was probably an up in the air thing until like we figured out like what we're gonna do. I just. <sighs> I'm just, I just feel sad for Patty Jenkins. Is that bad? Because, like, this was her baby. I, like, those first two were, especially the first one, like, that got her on the map. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I feel bad as well. I just, and again. Like, I would have liked to at least see her trilogy, you know? Yeah. Regardless, I would like to see her trilogy, see it complete, and then James Gunn, you can do whatever the hell you want after that. But, like, I don't know. It's weird. And then also, like, and again, at the time of this recording, um, Gunn has yet to... Because this literally happened within the past 24 to 48 hours. Like, this was a last-minute yeah. edition. 
But, and, like, Gunn has, and, again, Gunn has usually been on the record, at least, like, if, like, with, like, some of these scoopers be like, hey, that's not true, that's not true. So, like, he could very much, well, as, like, like, at the end of this, like, I could probably hear, like, be, like, check Twitter and stuff and be, like, um, he has not, like, denied this and stuff. Because apparently, because, like, I remember, like, when Patty, like, got let go, that was from a different thing. So, I don't know what's going on. I think it might be a combination of things where basically it's just like, hey, look, there's one room three projects. We're not, I guess we're not seeing eye to eye to it. I, I and like we have a very different direction. That I understand. Mm-hmm. I I get that. I just I don't know. It just like for me, it was always like Patty Jenkins does the Wonder Woman movies. I mm-hmm. don't know why. That was just kind of in my head. But I don't know. We'll just. See, it's just going to be weird with a new Superman and a new Batman because we've already have her seen her interact with Kenner Cavill and Superman and mm-hmm. um, Ben yeah. Ben Affleck's Batman. So it's just like it's just weird to me. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if this is what if if they come up with a good story, I hope they do, mm-hmm. and I hope that Wonder Woman three can redeem. The other, the second movie, and be good. Yeah. So it might also be kind of similar. The way how I kind of also see it, it's like a Charlie Cox situation. Yeah. Yeah, where it's it's kind of transitioning, but then again, also like I'm not expected to get like Paradise Lost or any or any project or really any Wonder Woman three at least for a while. Oh yeah, no, it's not coming up for a hot minute. So yeah, that's that's definitely. I want them to take their time with this because. Mm-hmm. I hope, however they're going to fit her into, if this is true, if they fit her into the new DCU, James Gunn's DCU, I hope they make it work and it, it works mm-hmm. really well. Like, mm-hmm. that there's not too many, like, holes that you could poke into it that make it confusing. Yeah, like, so. if we're going to see her in any anything, it's going to be in Paradise Lost first. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um... And on to our last topic, and this is some rumor mill, folks, so take it with a grain of salt. A citizen from the Cosmic Circus reports that Nicholas Scratch, the son of Agatha Harkness, uh, played by Catherine Hahn on the Disney Plus show WandaVision, will appear in Agatha Covenant of Chaos with him, with him coming into play, and, on, or rather, how he comes into play, remaining under lock and key. However, the exclusive also reveals that Agatha and Aubrey Plaza's character will have a romantic relationship with the show set to reveal how the relationship came to be and how Agatha's decision in 1693 affected the relationship. Additionally, Plaza's character will mirror what Emilia Clarke's Gaia was to Secret Invasion, in which um, Plaza will play an original character, but with ties to the larger um, MCU. So, in other words, <laughs> I'd be blasting Catherine Hodd as a couple. Oh my god. I, yeah. That will be interesting. Or at least as exes. Yeah, we'll see. I guess this show is going to be super interesting. Whenever we get a trailer for this, I'm very curious because mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be kind of wacky and and like a lot of like witchcrafty and so I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be very very interesting to see how this all works out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the um Heartstopper kid, I can't remember his name at the moment, but like oh yeah. Um, I I don't I, know his name. They, they said he's playing Billy, right? Not Nicholas? They haven't confirmed nor deny who he's playing. Everybody's, I feel like everybody's on the track that he's playing Billy. Okay. Um, 
that I don't think that's been straight up confirmed yet. Um, mm-hmm. I hope he's playing Billy because like I want that to be a thing. Mm-hmm. I need that to be a thing. Okay. Um, because I want I want the Young Avengers to happen. Marvel, stop dragging your freaking feet. Okay, we it, like. I feel like that's what people are wanting is Young Avengers. Yeah. Or some yeah, the, a younger group. Yeah, so. like, Feige, um, I know you want to do, I know you want to do Dynasty and King Dynasty and Secret, and, um, Secret Wars and stuff, and we're going to get to those, but um, can, can you give we me... We kind of want the kids of the OG Avengers or, like, descendants of somehow. Like, I like I, I get, well, I get the optics of it, but just... Just give us something Avengers related because I think you that's what... kind of set it up in a low key way. Yeah. I know maybe we're not there yet, but like I really hope eventually they get there. Um, I, I, think... I think there's a lot of fun story that you could do with the like. I feel like you can do different stories, but they'll still feel like the OG Avengers. Yeah, kind of. And... Yeah, you know? and, and it also gives um, the audience another team up thing to like look up, look forward to. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we got Thunderbolts and stuff, Thunderbolts and stuff, but like I think what people are craving is a new Avengers thing, and like I and it's just taking us a long time to get there, and I get it, mm-hmm. but we kind of need that now in a way. Yeah. I feel like because it didn't. I mean, it took them a while to get to the OG Avengers. It did, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, it took them four years from 2008 to 12 with mm-hmm. Downey. So, like, for original Iron Man all the way up to the OG Avengers. Because then we got Cap, and then we had Thor, and between that, and then we had the OG Avengers. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what ends up happening. It just, there's two, I feel like there's just a lot of stuff in play right now. But, we'll see. Like, this is the one I'm interested in because if he is playing Billy, I'm very curious if mm-hmm. what he knows and stuff. And, like, I'm curious about what Agatha is up to and where she's at. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love Audrey Pauls and I think she's going to have a lot of fun playing this. I, I, I think I, it's I, just going to be a lot of fun. I, you know, yeah, and it's also just, like, just Aubrey Plaza and, um, Captain Hunt. Like, I'm just, that is, that is chaos incarnate. Mm-hmm. It could be a lot, it could be chaotic, and it could be a lot of fun. And I think, I think that's, I, I, I that's what I hope this project is. I hope it's fun. I hope they lean into, like, the magic part of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Give it some fun. I think they will. Yeah, yeah. And, and stuff, and I just... I feel like we're missing that a little bit from the MC, just playing out fun. So I hope they do that in a I, way. I I concur. I concur. Anyway, um, moving on to our recommendations and to just huh, thoughts on the last two episodes of Secret Invasion. So, Jamie, you you kind of mentioned this um, off air, but like you haven't seen you haven't seen the last two episodes. I have, and I'll just say this right now: this is Norm. Look, I'm a writer die with the MCU. I really am. And I do think that overall the show was okay. But man, these last two episodes really dropped the ball for me. Like, there's just... Like, and really... It's really... Up, and it, to be perfectly honest, it's more episode six in the last couple of minutes of episode six than, like, episode five and six combined. But, like, it still just presented a lot of the issues that I... Like, I don't know what happened with this show. I didn't know that, like, when the show... Well, okay. This show is really complicated. 
thing. So history. So like, I remember when the show was first kind of uh, like I guess when they first started filming and stuff, Ukraine happened. Mm. So like, I think they did have to go back and do like massive reshoots and stuff. But it just felt like even then, like they like stuff kind of just happens, and like I just I don't know. And there isn't really a concisive like direction that they kind of want to go into. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I also feel like, and and granted, also there's things I like, but like everything with like either Jack, Sam Jackson or Olivia Coleman, like those are probably the best parts of the show. Because mm-hmm. like I, cause I will literally watch those two actors do anything. Like they could be mm-hmm. reading Shakespeare, they could be either reading the phone book in Shakespeare, and like mm-hmm. I, I, I would be entertained. But everything else is kind of a mixed bag. And granted, also like there's something like the final fight, which I thought I thought was fine. And to be honest, there's also some stuff that happens, some kind of potential canon breaking stuff that like that I know certain fans, certain MCU fans are kind of pissed off about. And but I'm also but also, and this is something that I think a lot of people kind of forget. The MCU is really good at doing retcons and at least addressing those. So like I imagine mm-hmm. that there probably will be some addressing. Yeah, addressing certain things and stuff. So my my take with this is I don't know the comics super well. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, yeah. but I know that the comics that this is supposed to be based off of Secret Invasion is supposed to be a huge freaking deal mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe in the comics. This did not live up to that. I feel like if you're trying to do something based off of it, you kind of have to like build up to that you have to do it you have to just go for it and i feel like they really kind of didn't mm-hmm. they i feel like they wanted to but they were holding themselves back from full-on doing it in a way yeah I, yeah and i kind of also see this series as a bit more of a nick theory series mm-hmm. rather than like a direct right? and that's fine if you wanted to do something like that a nick fury series that's awesome you can do that just maybe don't call it secret invasion <laughs> Yeah. Maybe call it something else. And if you wanted Rhodey to be a squirrel, you could have still done that, but done it something, done it in that. But just, because Secret Evasion is supposed to be this huge freaking deal. It's like mm-hmm. supposed to be massive. Mm-hmm. Because we learned that so many characters that we've known were squirrels the whole entire freaking time. Yeah. So and- it was, and I feel like they went in a completely different, they just wanted to use the squirrels, like, to kind of build some tension, but they didn't really go for it, go for it. Yeah, and there's also just, like, especially with how Captain Marvel kind of changed up how the scrolls were, especially mm-hmm. in the comics and stuff, and made him mm-hmm. less of an antagonistic force, although I will say the last couple of minutes of this do kind of lean us more into um, not really what I like to call or at least what could potentially be for a certain other Mutant group, da 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 da, or at least not just basically could lead us into a type of world that like kind of can have the X Men because mm-hmm. uh, like I like I will say like the thing that I've always you know, been wondering like okay how are we gonna do X Men in a world that's, that there's already superheroes mm-hmm. and, and, and they're mostly liked by the public, but mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of leaning more towards into that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be slowly and stuff and we and we kind of have been for a little bit but like it's it's now getting to that point and like i i have a feeling we're definitely going to be addressing that a bit and stuff um but i will say and i do think at least with this like there are moments in this where i'm like okay i could i could see this working 
But overall, I, I thought it was just okay. I also have a feeling that because the Marvels got pushed back, because I think that this series was originally going to happen after the Marvels. Yeah, and if, and if once the Marvels does come out, and if that's the case, then that is just an unfortunate situation with having to reschedule stuff. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, then maybe the Marvels would help this be better on a rewatch, which, mm -hmm. is, which is potentially what could end up happening. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's just... It's just kind of, it just kind of, it, I don't know. It just didn't live up to what it was supposed to. I feel like it, I feel like everybody thought this was going to be a much bigger deal than it ended up being. And it still is to an extent, but it didn't hit as much as I think people wanted it to. Yeah. So. I love, yeah. Like, I like, I'll say this, like the showrunner for this, Kyle Bradstreet, he was a writer mm -hmm. on Mr. Robot, which is like, which if you've not seen that show, I highly recommend it. It's one of the best underrated shows of the last decade. Mm -hmm. And like, and then I, I realized during this, like, and I don't know how much, because, again, the reshoots and stuff happened, but then also I wonder if he got maybe, like, absurd by another writer and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But I do have a feeling that this did not have a strong through line or stuff. And not. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm not turning around on it too much, but. It's oh, just... yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm also kind of, as much as I really hate Iger right now, and I really kind of want to throw a shoe at him mm -hmm. uh, for various reasons. Um, I do kind of agree with him on like, you know, reducing down the amount of Disney Plus shows we have. Which is fine. And if you need to do that, that's 100% fine. And honestly, it's not, that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I agree with him on that. I think Marvel needs to focus on quality rather than quantity. And they've mm -hmm. been reversing that because mm -hmm. they've been wanting to push out some and i know part of it is because of covid so they had a backlog of some stuff that they had done mm -hmm. so like i understand but it's just it there's just been so much content coming out too that they could have saved this for some they could have saved a, a marvel project called secret evasion for something that really really meant something and was supposed to be a big big deal mm -hmm. so well, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, hopefully, I don't know. I'm hopeful for the Marvels because I think that's the next, besides Loki, I think that's the next thing that we get after Loki. Yeah, right? yeah but we got Loki and Echo, but then we also get the Marvels. Oh, we have Echo too. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I'm, and, and also Loki, I am excited for the Marvels, mainly because of uh, Nia DaCosta directing and, you know, um, Kamala Khan. Yes, I... That's honestly what I'm most excited for. I think the Marvels has a potential to kind of be really fun and mm -hmm. and stuff. So like with Kamala and, and with Monica and with Carol, I think it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe something in the Marvels will be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely supposed to happened before secret evasion and this would have made secret evasion make a lot more sense yeah so yeah uh, anyways um moving on to a lot of shows and movies i've seen mm -hmm. um and i'll try to go for them as fast as i can but like um so um so i watched the new twisted metal series on peacock and it was actually really good anthony mackie's pretty good as i mean lee john doe and it has a great chemistry with rosa i mean stephanie beatrice also will arnett was really good as the voice of sweet tooth um all in all Overall, Twisted Metal was a fun ride from the beginning and one I definitely recommend. Um, I also have seen Barbie twice. Oh, wait, by the way, have you seen Barbie? No, not yet. 
I know, okay. I just haven't had a chance to see it. I want to see it. Just, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of stuff going on that I haven't been able to get to the theater. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're fine. You read a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just... No, I, trust me, it's killing me. You don't understand. It's, I want to go see it. I just haven't had a chance to see it yet. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's fair. But yeah, but yeah, I've seen Barbie twice, and it's amazing. Uh, director Greta Gerwig and company created a hilarious, vibrant, and emotionally heartfelt tale about women in the modern day. As for the cast, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are pitch perfect as Barbie and Ken, delivering some phenomenal stand-up performances while also having fantastic chemistry with each other. In addition, America Fierre, seemingly Michael Sarah, and Will Ferrell are also delivering some great performances. Overall, Barbie is an amazing, hilarious, vibrant, and emotionally heartfelt tale um, with a great um, great phenomenal stand-up performances from uh, Robbie and Gosling, among others. Highly recommend checking this one ASAP. Another one I've seen, but granted, I've only seen this one once. Um, I saw Oppenheimer last week in 70mm, and it was fantastic. Christopher Nolan and company not only delivering a biopic, but one that revels in the style through Holt, Hoyt Van Holtmeyer's cinematography, Jessica Lim's editing, and Ludwig Gorris's score. In addition, the performances across the board are all phenomenal, with some of the standouts being Killian Murphy and Robert Downey Jr. Overall, Oppenheimer is a fantastic and dream biopic, with Nolan proving once again that he's one of the greats. Definitely recommend seeing this one. Um, one that's kind of a little bit down the radar but definitely one i recommend is on uh, day clone tyrone i watched that one on actually on the plane um on netflix and stuff and i thought that was pretty good uh director jewel taylor and company created a hilarious throwback to 1970s black vacation films mixed in with the pulp mixing with pulp novels of the, of the era this will also provide some relevant social commentary in addition the trio john boyega jimmy fox and tiana paris is brilliant with the three having some amazing chemistry Overall, Day Club Tyrone is a hilarious throwback led by an amazing trio in Boyega, Fox, and Paris. Um, definitely recommend checking out this one. Um, and then, I'm almost done here. And then also, I, I saw Talk to Me, and and it was amazing. Uh, for those unfamiliar, the film follows a group of teens who, after discovering just body hands, are messing with it. Um, the film is directed, um, so this is directed by uh, Danny and Michael Philippou, also as the YouTubers Racka Racka, which by the way, if you've not seen any, if you've not followed, their, if you aren't familiar with them, go watch their YouTube channel. They are fucking just insane. Like they're just insane and creative and brilliant. Uh, they knocked out of the park, especially as first-time directors, with cinematography, production design, and editing, leaving you on the edge of your seat while also for very further exploring the curves of emotions as well as contributes to the total mood. Additionally, the cast is great with everyone having great chemistry with each other, which will also give you some good performances. Though, if there was a standout, it would be newcomer Sophia Wilde, who just brings 110% to the role of Mia, a young teenager who's dealing with the death of her mother. Overall, Talk to Me is an amazing directorial debut from first time director Danny Michael Hillbill with everything from cinematography, and production design, and editing to a great cast built by Wilde, leaving you on the edge of your seat while firing on all fronts. Definitely recommend checking this out. And then finally, and this is one I just saw on Monday, uh, is a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem, and it was great. Uh, director Jeff Rowe and company create a fun, hilarious, heartfelt, and action packed ride supported by some amazing animation courtesy of animation studios Milk Cross Animation and Cincinnati Vancouver. This is demonstrated by a killer score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross with a superb soundtrack from my uh, music supervisor Kate Hilfer. As for the voice cast, everyone delivers a great performance with the four leads uh, Nicholas Cantu, Bradley Noon, Simone. Uh, Brown Jr. and Micah Abbey as the Turtles, having great chemistry with each other, and the resident cast, which includes the likes of Jackie Chan as Splinter, 
um, the Bears Ayo Adabiri as April O'Neil, Ice Cube as Superfly, and Paul Rudd um, as Mondo Gecko. Just an interview. Overall, TMNT Mutant Mayhem is just delightfully fun blast with some stunning animation, a killer score, and some great performances from the voice cast led by its four leads. Definitely recommend checking this one out. And yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah. And that does it for our show this week. Yeah, so feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and TikTok at Combo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you want to send us an email of anything with this episode or one of our previous episodes, our email is at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. And also don't forget to check out our Patreon at Conversation with Two Geeks as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, see you later, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.